Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When it comes to your education, there's no need to settle. Get the interactive and purposeful education that you and employers demand from Colorado State University Global Campus. You'll get personalized, career-driven learning created and taught by today's industry leaders. CSU Global was built to help students succeed with affordability, flexibility, and individualized support. It's time to expect better. Find your path to the career you want at csuglobal.edu, where online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of NDT Scouting, also with FanRag Sports. We are your hosts for the podcast, and I am uh, glad to be back after having Wednesday off. It seems like everybody liked that show that Kyle put together on the uh, different traits and positions of the wide receivers at the next level, what he's looking for, what they need to be able to do. Um, I, I hope that they just like the content, not that I wasn't on it. But, uh, man, nice job holding down the, the fort and putting together a nice, uh, nice, interesting podcast for the people, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, we're, we're actually starting to get into the cusp of football season now. So it's I figured it was time to I'll get away from 4th of July plates and fidget spinners, and just really bring a nice, solid, you know, X's and O's oriented podcast. And it was great to hear uh, all the feedback that everybody brought. Uh, seemed like, it, Joe, as you said, it was a, a popular show. A lot of people really enjoyed uh, digesting that, and that was you know, kind of all spawned from a conversation that I had had, you know, as I mentioned at the top of that show with, with Gary Horton. And I'm sitting there on the phone. And we're having this conversation, talking back and forth, and then I look down, and it's like an hour and 20 minutes in. And it's like, whoa, okay. When in doubt, I know I can always fall back on something like this, take an X's and O's concept, build upon that, and you know, extrapolate NFL you know, current situations that you know, illustrate those things, and that time will just blow by. So it was great to have it just blow by on the pod, which it did. 
almost like there's things to talk about scouting related and NFL draft related all year round, huh? Is that that yeah, sounds it's like a crazy a con- concept? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Joe, we're actually like five weeks away from our first full 365 days of doing a draft podcast. Oh wow! Is it th- uh, how no? Soon? I'm sorry, five that, weeks, that, uh, nine weeks. Nine okay, weeks. we yeah. started like first week of September, right? Yes. Okay, so we're getting there. We'll have to do something cool to commemorate. Yeah, it's. I just can't believe I've spent that much time on the air with you. Oh my god! If we put hours on that, that's. Uh, I think. Bef- I think before the draft back in April, we were up to over sixty hours of audio podcast time <laughs> together. Oh god! Two full well, work weeks we're at right I, now. I wonder if there's anybody out there that can say that they listen to every episode. Oh, every man, that episode would be awesome. that we did from Locked On NFL Draft, which uh, John and John Ledger and uh, and Trevor Sikkim are doing a fantastic job holding that down. I I, I listen to it all the time, so uh, they've they've really assumed that well. Uh, and then what we've done on Draft Dudes, I wonder if you've listened to every episode on both platforms. Let us know. And I don't know if you can prove that or not, but we'll we'll do Scouts Honor here. And if you've listened to them all, make sure you let us know because that is friggin' awesome. That's I feel sorry for them, first of all. You know, that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and just to kind of build on what you mentioned with with uh, John and Trevor over at Locked On, uh, those two guys have a nice chemistry. Yeah. You know, we we you and I have kind of our own dynamic, and you know, I'm I'm an a hole, and I know that, and. You know, you, you're willing to subject yourself to that. I guess you're a masochist, uh, <laughs> but but they really play. I really enjoy listening to those yeah. two guys talk. So uh, John's with us with NET Scouting. They actually just had a guy uh, on their show. I believe it was Wednesday. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, Thursday. Jo- Jonah Tolls, who mm-hmm. is NET Scouting's newest national scout. Yeah, on, we'll on need the to- locked on podcast. We need to reach out to see if we can get Jonah and uh, Eric on at some oh, point. Yeah. Here. yeah, give them uh, the trial by fire on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, bring them on. Just uh, see how they do with us. But, yeah, no, th- if you're looking for a draft podcast to supplement what you are hearing on this show, make sure you are checking out Locked On NFL Draft, hosted by John Ledger and Trevor Sikama. Kyle, it's Friday on the show. That means it's Film Study Friday, and we've got some fun guys to talk about not only did we actually had to pick from names this week oh, which man. was nice was not you know uh with some of the, the past couple weeks like the summer schedule gets crazy um <laughs> we we have our responsibilities for fan rag and travel and uh so the cupboards sometimes a little bare that's not the case this week this week we've done a ton of guys we had to whittle down uh so hopefully we can uh prove each other right with the names that we picked here, hoping we can get some really good conversation going. Do you want to lead things off? I'll take it. And let's, let's just jump right into the big fish that I, uh, I did this, uh, this past week, just did the, the uh, scouting report, the preseason report on NDTscouting.com for Oklahoma state quarterback, Mason Rudolph. And I came out and said, the man is a first round talent. And I feel good about that. I, I took a, a very deep dive into his film. I really focused on, uh, you know, thanks to Crossover, our film sponsor and primary pro- sponsor of the Draft Dudes podcast, I was able to to look at all of his throws last season on third and fourth down, where it's over uh, four yards to go for the line to gain. And, and I, you know, I watched every one of those plays 
really broke it down, and, and I like I like what I'm seeing here. Uh, I, I love, obviously, when you think about Mason Rudolph, you think about his ability to push the ball vertically down the field with accuracy and touch. I mean, that's that's very ap- apparent. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a, a monster arm, you know, not like a, a cannon, but he's got enough – He's got more than enough arm strength to deliver the fastball when he needs it. I like how he uh, identifies leverage advantages down the field, and he leads his receivers into space. He worked that football in between zones, so he's good. he knows how to test man coverage. He knows how to test zone coverage to all levels of the field. Uh, his throwing motion is very clean. Uh, his footwork is consistent with his drops. I like how he's able to slide in the pocket and and, uh, and you know find uh, – find some space to throw when there's rushers around him and, and he can alter that arm angle and execute throws. Obviously the stature, I mean, this guy's six, five, 230 pounds. He's experienced. He's already got 28 starts under his belt. Ton of great production. I mean, 4,000 yards last year, uh, averaged over nine yards per attempt and threw less than he threw four touchdowns or four interceptions on the season. So his production's right in all the right areas. Um, Got a couple of things I want to see him work on. Uh, some of that weight transfer stuff, especially in the quick game. I've seen this from a lot of quarterbacks lately where they just don't follow through with that back leg and, and the ball gets away from them on easy throws. So I want to see that be a little bit more consistent. And then I got to be honest, the pressure does get to him. You know, this is a guy who, when when that uh, when things are breaking down around him, I like how he moves in the pocket, but the accuracy noticeably dips when uh, when that happens, and, and especially also on the run, he's not necessarily the most uh, accurate on moving around. But um, you know, I look at the total package here. You know, all the size, the the traits. Uh, the experience, the production, and, and this looks like a first-round guy to me. And I, you look back to where he started, and, and you know, think about his situation. He's a true freshman. I uh, actually was planning on taking a red shirt, and uh, he goes into that last three games of the season, and it's Baylor and at Oklahoma. And if they win one of those two, they get to go to a bowl game. And so uh, they barely lost to Baylor, who was like sixth in the nation at the time. Then he goes to Norman, beats Oklahoma in overtime, and then he beats Washington in the Cactus Bowl. And, you know, this is a guy's 22-6 and six as a starter. He's, he's led uh, uh, six second-half comebacks already in his career. I just like all of those components. When you put it all together you, and, and you look at the entire package here with a season to go, you know, with James Washington back and, and a really good supporting cast around him, I think this is ascending player who's going to have a great season and is right in that first round mix when we talk about quarterbacks for 2018. Okay, so a couple things to unpack here. First, I'm going to hit you with the broadside question. Right now, Josh Allen or Mason Rudolph? Josh Allen. Josh Allen still. You're still on that train. Yeah, yeah, he's special. Okay. Uh, the other thing, I'm curious because I do I did James Washington's assessment, so I kind of indirectly got you know pretty good sampling on Mason and, and where he's at as a player. Uh, my question for you, Joe, uh, a couple weeks ago I had mentioned finding NFL throws and spread offenses. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what your opinion is on what Mason's best throw is. Does he have a route that really stood out or popped? Aside of maybe the nine route and, and that, yeah, that vertical think, route, yeah, yeah I, I think it it comes down to throwing with anticipation on some of those outs and comebacks where you know he really understands where the leverage is going to be, where the space is going to be, gets that football out, uh, you know, before the receiver's out of his breaks and trusts him to get to that spot. And so I think that's probably outside of that, you know, that nine route where I really appreciate what Mason brings in terms of a specific route. Good stuff. 
I'm looking forward to. He's somebody I'm actually kind of sitting on. Uh, I'm saving yeah. him towards the end. Uh, I am very eager uh, to dig into quarterbacks. I, I appreciate quarterback assessments. So when we did these uh, divvying up of responsibilities for players, um, I think I was responsible for seven quarterbacks to watch, and I watched six <laughs> in the first, like, two weeks. So um, Mason's the one I kind of decided, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait on him. I'm going to kind of spread my focus elsewhere throughout the class. Uh, and then kind of come at him with a fresh eye because some of these guys I kind of had an idea. Uh, I've seen Mason before, so I know what I think I think, and now I, I want to <laughs> just kind of have that refreshed outlook when I really go into him and take the purposeful deep dive. Um, the first guy that I want to touch on is uh, Rashawn Evans, linebacker from Alabama. Joe, uh, one of the things I also mentioned over at NT Scouting this week is finding – uh, current trends in the NFL, trends that are relevant with draft uh, philosophies and, and player allocation. And uh, one of the trends right now is fast linebackers. And Evans, uh, somebody asked me on Twitter earlier this week, like, who's your guy? Like, you, you mentioned fast linebackers. Uh, who's your guy this year? And I said I, I was still kind of waiting for somebody. Uh, I had mentioned Sky Moore from South Carolina. He missed all of last year with, I believe, a, a disc injury, a neck injury of some sort. Um, and then I watched Evans, and it's, well, there you go. Problem solved. I, I got a fast linebacker that I really like. Uh, his physical traits are very notable. He's got good power. Uh, he sees things really well when he's working between the hashes, uh, playing downhill. As a run defender, this is a guy that's fast to flow. Uh, shows some patience working into the sideline. A great speed. He's very loose in the hips. He can corner as a pass rusher. He had a lot of pass rush opportunities as a high school player. Uh, good pop in his hands. He's rangy. He's got good length in his wingspan to be able to play off a of contact. Uh, will step forward and hit you right in the face. Uh, some of his interior gap fills and interior runs, taking on fullbacks and pulling guards, it's notable. Uh, he, he fits that mold of an Alabama linebacker in that regard. Uh, where he gets frustrating is this is a guy that's only st he's started less than five games in his career. He's been locked in behind a lot of really talented linebackers. Another one that's back this year in Hamilton, uh, Reuben Foster, uh, Joe's favorite linebacker of all time. No, <laughs> don't say it. Okay, I will not say, don't say it. Uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, <laughs> Alabama linebacker. I'll just leave it at that so I don't get <laughs> you too upset. Uh, a lot of names, a lot of NFL talent over the past couple of years at, at inside linebacker for Alabama. So uh, Evans only has a handful of starts. And there's times when I watch him play, and I'm, I, I literally don't know what his responsibility is. It's it's like, where are you going? What are you seeing? Uh, a lot of it comes when he has to take his eyes away from the ball, which is concerning. Uh, if he's got to get into his own drop or if he's carrying a, a route you know, up the field, uh, he'll totally get his, his uh, wires crossed. You know, he'll be flipping the wrong way to try and carry guys. He'll be over committing in zone coverage and carrying guys way out of the vicinity. Uh, and I'm just hoping that with more experience comes more consistency with his responsibilities. Because if he does, from a physical 
athletic profile standpoint, he has the potential to be a very high-end draft pick based on what he can do, how explosive he is, and the traits that he has. Be interesting to see if he takes like a jump like Ruben Foster did, you know, from junior yeah. to senior tape. Um, you know, when you're Kyle, man, you got to watch some Jerome Baker. You're looking for yourself a fast, rangy linebacker. Backer. That's a guy you need to get some get your eyes on. But I feel I know seniors I feel right bad. now. I'm ne- yeah, I'm neglecting the underclassmen. I feel like yeah, and and that's why I appreciate the segue. That's why I had to spend some time uh, to well today, the go. day that we're recording. Uh, on Auden Tate, this Florida State wide receiver, um, for FanRag Sports, against my will, uh, I was uh, I I debuted my preseason top five wide receivers entering the season. You know, guys that to keep your eyes on, and uh, in, in advance of releasing that, I I kind of crowdsourced a little bit and said, you know, who are your? How do you stock stock up the uh, the top receivers heading into the season? And I was really surprised by the amount of people that came out and said that. Uh, Auden Tate was in their top five and I you know I wasn't overly familiar with Tate you know I'd seen him in games making you know some plays here and there but uh you know I wasn't I haven't watched him with any type of scouting purpose and so I took some time and I I looked up his you know just his stats all right what's this guy doing why haven't I if this guy's one of the top five receivers you know why uh why haven't I heard much about him and I looked him up he's got 25 catches in 16 games. I'm like, okay, what, what's the deal here? So, you know, I, I said, all right, let me let me spend some time. Let me break down the tape. Uh, and then, I, of course, courtesy of Crossover, I was able to pull up every one of his targets for uh, from last season, all 45 of them, not a big number. Uh, but I, I thought, well, you know, there's got to be something that people are seeing here that, you know, lead them to believe that this is one of the potentially one of the top wide receivers available for 2018. And 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 I'll be honest, I understand why there's a lot of buzz around Tate. This guy's six five two twenty five. I think the people who like Mike Williams from uh, last year are really going to like what they see in Auden Tate. Um, you know. I, he's kind of that possession guy, but also has vertical skills because he tracks the football so well and puts his body into favorable positions. Really has a keen awareness to when he needs to time his jumps, catch the ball at his highest point. Obviously, the wingspan, the catch radius is outstanding. So, you know, it's he's he's a he's a really difficult cover for anybody that's going to match up with him. You know, there's not a lot of people that are going to be able to compete with that wingspan and size. And he couples that with really nice ball skills and hands and makes him a pretty dangerous uh, target. Um, you know, when you look at this Florida State team and what's coming back, you know, with quarterback DeAndre Francois, who really had a nice season last year, but he's losing a lot of his top targets. Uh, Travis Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, uh, Kermit Whitfield, uh, Jesus Wilson, they're all gone. And so I think this is a really big opportunity this year for Auden Tate to, you know, take advantage of that and, and eat away at some of those targets that are now available. And uh, you know, he's got the physical skills, he's got the uh, the the ability at the catch point to really dominate. Now, what I want to see from Auden Tate this year is where he needs to improve is, is obviously showing some more nuance as a route runner. Right now, this is a guy who literally just knows how to position his frame. Uh, he knows how to get to the football, and he doesn't have to be a crisp route runner because he's so physically dominant that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. He's always open, and he can position his frame. So, you know, if he's going to be more of the focal point of this offense, he's going to have to uh, find ways to separate based on his nuance. But the way that he gets in and out of his breaks, uh, the crispness in his cuts, you know, showing more more uh, 
being more deliberate to sell his fakes, you know, all that stuff needs to come together. And then his release has to be cleaner. You know, right now, you know, this is a guy who's 6'5", 225 pounds. There's a ton of surface area there. And so, you know, this is a guy who's very physical and aggressive at the catch point. But in that contact window where he needs to, to be, he needs to be able to break through contact and not throw off his route timing. I need to see more. I want to see him use that, those physical traits to break through that content and really be the aggressor in the contact window to create separation. If those two things come together, I think we're talking about a guy that's going to be a highly coveted uh, receiver come 2018 draft if he if he uh, declares. Good stuff, man. And uh, yeah, I think kind of just to piggyback off a of Florida State comment, uh, I don't know, Joe, how much you've watched of DeAndre Francois, uh, but I really like him. Uh, this dude's tough. Uh, made big plays down the stretch. Uh, heck, even early. I don't know if you remember the the season or opener last year against Ole Miss. Um, they were down big, and they came roaring back in the second half of that game, largely on the back of Francois. And uh, for a lot of similar reasons as to why I like Sam Darnold, that there's a mental maturity there that I think really stands out. I don't think should be taken for granted. Uh, looking forward to see Francois hopefully with. Uh, some better pass protection. He got the tar beat out of him last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, to keep him upright, let him throw. Florida State's got a ton of size at the skill positions this year. Uh, take advantage of that. Uh, Tate taking a step forward. Uh, Francois being kept upright, being kept clean. Another year of starting under his belt. Uh, Florida State's team to watch. I like that team a lot. And, Joe, I'm going to piggyback off of your wide receiver assessment uh, for my second assessment and final assessment of the show. And that's a guy that you've already done, Dante Pettis. Uh, This is a guy, Joe, that you had mentioned that you had liked quite a bit um, in regards to where he does well as a player, what his strengths and weaknesses are, and where you think you can see him projecting favorably going forward. Pettis is, um, excuse me, He's interesting uh, because when I watched him, I didn't see a guy that consistently won with acceleration and the second gear um, or a whole lot of twitch. And uh, that kind of got me looking for, okay, where's a guy with like marginal size that wins uh, with, with polish as a route runner um, and technique? Because that, those were the routes that I saw Pettis had the most success with. And the name that I circled back to was former Ball State wide receiver and current New Orleans Saint Willie Sneed. As a guy that I thought won in similar ways as to where Pettis wins right now entering his final season. And I put that out there on social media and I got a bunch of bounce back on, oh, well, Pettis is actually a great athlete. Pettis is a tremendous athlete. You know, his testing is very explosive, blah, 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 blah. And then... Uh, somebody, I believe it was Ty Worth on Twitter, uh, put out uh, his testing numbers from the spring, and it included like a low 4-4-40 with a vert that touched either 39 or, or 40 inches, and that really raised my eyebrow. And I think that's an interesting conversation point because uh, there are some guys that are tremendous athletes, that for whatever reason, there's a disconnect and a dissonance between their testing athleticism and their functional athleticism. And Joe, I know I'm not alone with this because we talked about this in the pre-show. Pettis doesn't look like a functional explosive athlete when he's got pads on and he's running routes. 
So that's something that I'm going to really be zeroing in on throughout Washington's games this year in 2017 is trying to find the reason why. What is the purpose and the lack of ability to kick into another gear and separate down the field? Uh, is there is the functional strength issue a problem? Is it when, when defenders get their hands on him early? Uh, does that impede him from stacking those defenders and getting hip-to-hip and separating down the field? Uh, because a lot of his... Uh, Vertical routes, if he made a play on the ball, it was a good ball adjustment, but it wasn't necessarily as though he was consistently beating these guys in the 10 to 20 yard range in his routes. Uh, I like Pettis. I think Pettis uh, is is due for a big bump in production this year with John Ross being gone. Uh, He won with some nice chemistry with Browning there, and, and Browning coming back another year, another player that's got... Another year of starting experience, a quarterback under his belt. Um, He's interesting. I don't necessarily think he's by any means an alpha, but as like a round two, I think would be his absolute ceiling if he comes out and balls out and shows some more dynamic skills. I'm much more comfortable slotting this guy's like a round three, round four type of guy entering his final season. Yeah, I think we're we're very similar on that, and Pettis, man, he's got some nice hands, right? Like, yes. he catches everything, and his drop rate was, like, the best of any returning receiver in the nation, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Like, one drop and 78 targets or something crazy like that. Yeah, I remember, uh, the, I'm actually looking at his report right now, was the last line in strengths is, great hands, very plucky, and does well to greet the ball in space, confident catching the ball away from his body. Like, he will... Plucky. Plucky. He goes out and plucks it. (laughs) That is going to do it for us today here on the Draft Dudes. We're going to end it with a plucky assessment of Dante Pettis' hands. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, you enjoyed the breakdowns, hopefully brought some new names to you. Uh, I know Joe had mentioned Dante Pettis before, but we we mixed in some underclassmen. Uh, We got a big fish in Mason Rudolph. So I think we did a nice job, Joe, kind of covering all our bases here, bringing a little bit of something of everything. Absolutely. offense and defense so we did good that way i know kind of there's been probably heck if you guys have listened to every episode of of our locked on tenure and and draft dudes joe and i will do like positional or uh like a film study breakdown and we'll get to the end of the show and realize oh we picked all sec running backs so so it was (laughs) nice to get multiple conferences multiple sides of the ball uh So if you guys enjoyed the show, please hit subscribe. Give us some feedback. We would love to hear what you guys are thinking about Draft Dudes, what we're doing with it this summer. Um, We're trying to keep you guys engaged. We're getting closer and closer and closer. It's hard to believe, uh, but we're almost at the end of July. So here we are. Um, I guess, Joe, earlier in the show, we talked about how many weeks away we were from from. A full year of podcasting. I think I was right the first time. I added an extra month. Might be sooner than we think. Yeah, well, we got well, a week in coming. July and all of August. It's like five and a half weeks for right. college football season. So, uh, man, I'm ready to record the next show right now. Let's go. Let's let's, <laughs> let's just roll right in. We're talking football. Uh, 
that is going to do it for us for our Friday show. We will be back on Monday talking more football. We promise. Uh, I am Kyle Krabs signing off with Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast. Everybody, let's dig into some film. Enjoy your weekend. What does your morning sound like? Uh, goodbye, baby. She's finally asleep. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? Mm. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Mix and match two of your favorites for just $4. The sausage McMuffin with egg and the sausage egg and cheese McGriddles. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.